Hello there, faithful listener, and welcome to the Zoom Room, formerly known as the At Me Podcast. Glad to see you back. My name is Devin Schreckengost, and I will be your host today. Zoom Room is a youth-produced podcast where each episode we zoom into a different theme or topic through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth. For today's podcast, we are focusing on homelessness in Anchorage. We have an interview with one of the clients of the Anchorage Downtown Soup Kitchen, Beans Cafe, as well as a roundtable discussion with the Homeless Youth Task Force. To start things off, let's zoom into the Beans Cafe. This is At Me producer Rowan Pickard. Hi, my name is Rowan Pickard, and I'm with Alaska Teen Media Institute reporting in Anchorage. Today I'm here with Emma, who's a client with Beans Cafe, and uh, I'm here to ask you a couple questions. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, can you tell me your story? Like, how did you get, how did you end up here today? Well, it, it was kind of like a slow process of just like losing my kids and then, um, becoming, um, t- having a way to cope with that. And then just being down here, like getting up at five thirty, so on and so forth, you know, and then, um, I guess just like every day, like something will get stolen or something. And then like, just you know, series of misfortunate events of barraging, it seems like. And, and then you, then you got to get up and try to deal with your day. So, I mean, then you got, you know, how your day started. It's just, you know, but the way I became here is because I lost my kids and it was a rough relationship between the father and my children who so on and so forth. It was a very deep story, but, um, just a slow process of alcoholism and just, you know, and, getting stuck in the rut and not being able to trying to find my own way out with your current situation like do you feel safe for the most part i'd say yes because i'm always like on camera this that and the other but for the most part them stealing my stuff i mean no but for the physically yes the transition is what i think people are having a rough time with transitioning into homelessness and then transitioning out of it so I think the transition is harder for people and maybe their points of views and what they look like and then what they look like to another person. So just, you know, building that confidence to be accepted and accepting yourself and then, you know. What is your biggest fear? Um, probably my health for right now because it seems like, like the bathrooms are really just, just sanitation around here. Just my health. That's my biggest fear right now. Because I maintain that. I'm like, I used to be a real germaphobe. And then coming here, it's almost broke me. <laughs> so just that is my biggest fear right now. So, What does the word home mean to you? Um, comfort. Probably just comfort. You know, Basic needs and like just not feeling uncomfortable, I guess. Like roof over your head, warmth. Um, comfort things I guess materials it could be material things to people to me it's like my basic needs just living like food and roof over the head and bed I guess clean things like my clothes I don't know I could go on <laughs> I don't I don't use the drugs and stuff so I know I know just people who are homeless and using the drugs they sell their food stamps this and the other, so it's hard to maintain their basic needs like they eat here I try not to eat here because it seems like it makes me sick it gives it taxes my stomach so I eat on my own needs you know so I don't know what it's like for everybody else because that's that's just me in my position I don't know what everybody else goes through so 
What steps are you taking to improve your life? Um, just like getting my ID, because like it seems like once a week my ID will get stolen. Just um, my my pertinent information, I guess. It'll be in my backpack or like, and then I started doing it in my phone. Bad idea. Phone, my phone gets stolen like almost all the time here, so I stopped carrying the phone thing. I mean, I have a phone, but it has no service, so that's like an on-purpose thing. I didn't really think about it for a long time, but if you're not like trying to like get a job and maintaining contact with your family and stuff, it's, it's you just don't think about it, I guess. But I I know when I establish myself in a home and stuff, I'm gonna want my material things like phone and stuff like that, like always, you know. And when I have a home, I know it's not gonna get stolen; it's just gonna get lost. <laughs> so it'd be my own fault. It was a dramatic change, actually, because I was like so material before, so it was like um, almost made me want to cry all the time. Like I had a big lump in my throat, and I was like just missing my kids and my TV, just where everything is supposed to be, and it, nothing where it was, you know. So it was just it. The transition was very rough for me. It was bad. It was almost unfathomable. Like this isn't happening, you know. What do you want people to know about you or about who you are when you're out on the street? Um, I guess when you see a homeless person, they automatically think that they're going to steal or something that's or lie. And those things like coincide. I mean, they go hand in hand. And those are the two things like I don't do. So and commonly when you see a homeless person, that's what they think. And that's when I don't I don't want to make that impression that's what i'm trying to say so what is the best thing that has happened to you this week um i don't i couldn't really say actually i don't really see a bad moment i mean i do but i just i do a lot of praying so that's what helps me get through a lot of this i don't think that a lot of these people have gotten their life so they don't they're really like you know down and this that it suppresses them or whatever, whatever their problems is or their dilemma, I think they just need, even if it's not something higher powered. So with that, like, where would you like to be in years time? In years time, um, having my kids, n no problems, all this behind me, not even within distance memory. Um, that's my ideal situation, just home and everything there and comforts, everything within reach, nothing to worry about. And just full-fledged looking forward, not looking, not even thinking about looking once back, I mean, or why, I, how I came in this situation, you know. Thanks for the interview, Rowan. Now we have a roundtable discussion led by At Me producer Cornelius Nelson, who sat down with the Homeless Youth Task Force. Started by the Alaskan Department of Housing and Urban Development, this organization is led by homeless youth who aim to educate the public about the struggles they endure and hope to overcome. Let's zoom into the facts. All right, uh, so please introduce yourself, your first name, last name, and your pronouns. My name is Mark 
Moao Tasi Sapolu. My name is Kilo Boozer. My name is Amy Kelly. My pronouns are she and her. My name is Soninga Fatmogogo, and my pronouns are him and his. Why did you decide to join the Homeless Youth Task Force? The whole reason I joined was I'm I'm loud. I'm in your face. I'm really just, I'm a performer. So I love to get out and make myself seen. But also this allows me to use the negative experiences that I've had uh, for the past two years. Help out everyone who's been having these experiences for even more years than me. Um, and have had much worse experiences. You know, I, I heard... Yeah, uh, to me, um, the Homeless Youth Task Force was presented to me as a more of a, a club or like a board. Um, but I, I immediately saw potential for more. Um, a lot of kids out here feel like they need to belong to something and they always find something. Um, it's not always a constructive way to live life and uh, surround yourself with those people. And uh, I think that YTF is a, uh, a really good opportunity kids have to feel like they're a part of something constructive. I chose to join the Homeless Youth Task Force because I saw, when in my own experience, I saw firsthand what what it's like to be homeless in Anchorage. So I'm here because I do want to help. So we just talked about what the Homeless Youth Task Force is, or YTF is. Uh, what is. What do you guys do? Um, we do a lot of things. Uh, and I know that's not very explanatory, but uh, me and uh, one of our members, Astrid, just recently went to uh, the uh, sleep out against the recent vote in uh, Juno on the uh, on the budget cuts. Um, Anchorage is going through massive budget cuts that have dropped our uh, funding for homelessness down from 13 million to two million. The uh, a uh a hats um or m hats and uh uh also check out our instagram at uh, uh youth task force as a new member of ytf i uh there's only so much i can do um so for me out here i kind of just try to lead by example um that's really the most that one recovering homeless person can do for the community is just teach by example <clears throat> as for me um, what I've been doing lately is interacting with the youth, um, getting them to want to look at the, the bright side of things, getting them to want to use the resources at Covenant House, um, to talk to, encouraging them to talk to the staff members so they can want to do things like um, get a good job, get into college, because they will help you. And man, if if like I have food or anything, um, man, I just, I hand, it, I hand it to the youth, man. It's a good feeling when I do things like this. So part of what we do here at the task force is try to, uh, one of the best thing about the task force and the activities, some of the activities that we do, recently we did have a talent show um, uh, this year uh, that was hosted by the task force. And we've seen a lot of uh, the youth that uh, start joining and, you know, and that's where we kind of uh, bringing some of the youth from the outsider to join the task force as well. 
That's awesome. <clears throat> were there any like were there any other like cool performances there? Um well the uh I think my personal favorite, I'm sorry, Mark, um was uh what was her name? She did the hula hoop. Oh. She did this whole performance with, with a hula hoop to um to to the song where she spun it around, she rolled it on her arms back behind her head. It was like the best thing I've ever seen. And like also she was gorgeous, so it was just it was prime. Oh, so yeah, man. Um I <laughs> when I performed I was mindset on my song. I have I wrote that a while back. I felt like I don't know. I felt like uh like I was pretty good. So <laughs> savage, <laughs> savage. Mr. Nelson, I there's one thing that I want to say. I wish everyone was there. I wish uh, all of our youth uh, was there at the time of the talent show because. One of the best thing that happened is that they they open up themselves. Uh, our youth start open up. It's just another way of voicing their uh, their experience. What were you doing before you got involved, and have you ever been involved in anything like this before? So before I got involved with the youth task force, I was sitting around the YEC all day, just waiting to go light it up, and that's all I was doing. And I didn't feel any. I wasn't content with it. I, I just felt like I was stagnant and I wasn't really going anywhere or I would feel like I was starting to go somewhere, but then I was stuck on a treadmill. When I decided to start doing it, it I, I felt like I started taking off. Like I started becoming happier. Um, my life started becoming brighter. Like Booz has been saying, this is the best opportunity you can get. It's the silver lining to the, this big gray mass of clouds that homelessness is and um, I personally am about to go to Washington, D.C. for the uh, YHDP uh, with Astrid, who is outside right now, um, uh, for the big summit where uh, all 10 communities are sending two youth to represent them. And uh, it's going to be great. And that's what I look forward to is being able to finally see m my personal change on the world to leave my mark. I've been homeless off and on for about three years, downtown Anchorage. Um, and uh, no, I've never been a part of something like this ever. There's never really been the opportunity. Um, it got so bad to the point where I actually wanted to start my own like little group. I'll be real, there's a lot of gangs out here and it gets a lot of kids. Because um, everyone wants to be a part of something down here. Fear brings people together. I luckily found this. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted. YTF, it's, come on, like who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Um, before I've always tried to be a good influence out here and it shows like I have a lot of friends out here I don't have a lot of enemies and that's because I treat these people like family because I'm not out here for drugs I'm out here for family and uh, this is my family now so yeah that's what I was doing before what I was doing before I joined HYTF I mean there was a lot of things going on with me um, even before I even took into Covenant House. But um, the basis of what I was doing, I did a lot of selling drugs. I did a lot of selling, um, like, weed. Um, things things that I don't really want to just glorify because it's, it, it is true, but at the same time, it's 
it's not what I want to condone. So you can just say I did a lot of things that I didn't want to do, but it was for my family. So I did have a working job. I was paying rent, paying bills for my mobile home. Well, uh, what I was doing before, I, uh, <laughs> I was homeless, actually, before I joined. <laughs> the... <laughs> we... <laughs> well, starting to notice the theme here. <laughs> well, the theme here is homelessness, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, t- to be honest, um, before I joined the task force, I, uh, I manage a property a hotel here in Alaska in the uh, Anchorage Midtown location. I was a general manager before I joined the uh, youth task force. And the reason why I brought that up because most of my staff that I hired because I've experienced homelessness, I believe in giving chance to people. Um, so I was able to hire some of my staff, um, you know, that have, that have experienced homelessness. Um, but I'm grateful that you give that opportunity for them to be success. A homelessness coalition start um, forming up the task force. Uh, we we are the two people that start up the task force. There's actually three of us that was trying to start up the task force. Dash, Joe, and I, we were both trying to build together and put together the task force, and now here we are. So um, it's it's a it's a great opportunity. Uh, really is uh, to voice out our opinion our experience um, not just only to help uh, people that's running the shelter because they depend on us but help a lot of uh, other program as well that uh, go through that deal with youth that deal with homelessness uh, because most of the time they will ask us about our experience and we give our feedbacks because that's the most important thing what are some of the concerns homeless youth in Anchorage have uh, these budget cuts are the biggest concern we have right now. Like, there's already, I forgot the name of it, but there's already a place that closed its doors because of these budget cuts. They closed on Friday. And that's scary. That's one less place that's taking in youth. That's one less place. And I know there's these stigmatisms that all these kids are out here on drugs and out here fighting and, and you know, doing all kinds of craziness. But there's people like us who are just like my story starts two years ago. I moved to Anchorage because I fell in love with the community that's here. And I moved back up from my home state of North Carolina and my friend dipped out on me and left me with no place to stay. It wasn't because I got addicted to something or because I'm in some kind of like gang or I'm just some street punk. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a street punk now, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it just comes with the territory. Um, I don't know. Don't, don't feel too bad about that. Have you seen Cody? We keep him around. <laughs> hey, he's pretty street punk. And like, it's, it's scary to think that Covenant House, something that's been around for 30 years now and has done so much good is for for like pretty much everyone around this table um could be facing its hardest time this is when the community should stop and think about what's really important is it the pfd or is it getting people into homes so we can start participating in the 
economic structure of this state. So you could either get about a thousand bucks a year, give or take, or you could live in a place worth living. Yeah, honestly, concerns. Um, we have countless concerns, but uh, when you cut the budget, when you even think about cutting the budget from 13 million to 2 million, you're missing out on $11, uh, $11 million. I mean, anybody can do that math real quick. That's how are we even going to keep doing this? Like, this is something we have to fight for. For me, this is the war against homelessness, and we just got a brand new enemy. And honestly, like, for all of us that sit to the summit, like, you should have seen our faces drop when we found out. 13 million to 2 million is insane. Like, do you really want to do you really want to make a thousand a year or do you want to live somewhere worth living yeah there's there's so many things that 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 the homeless youth go through through themselves for themselves and like my one of my biggest concerns is just safety just being um out and by themselves or getting into the wrong crowd and and, and things like that just um just their safety that's one of my biggest concerns for the homeless youth I guess when you're one step closer to your main goal and something happened, like right now, as uh, Amy mentioned, it's all about this budget cut. And uh, right now, the main concern that we have right now is survival. What's going to happen? It's all about roof over our head, food. And it's it's just so hard. And I'm j I mentioned to one of my coworker, I'm not looking forward for this to happen. It's sad because um, we experience homelessness, and we were we are one step away from there. Some of us here that is sitting in this table. Now we heard about this. It's a it's a challenge. It is it is a challenge through our community right now. The fundings that we received to open up the doors for our homeless youth in the community. Uh, so that is the most concern so far that is our priority. We do have a rally going on as we speak and record this. I'm not sure what time are you going to air this. But after this recording, we'll head straight to that rally. And we hope that our government, we hope that somebody, anybody out there that listened to this recording, we hope that they can stand up for us, uh, We, which is we 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 hope that's all we can say right now we give our hopes to our community we give our hopes to our government let's see where this goes so what is the perception of the homeless youth in anchorage oh I, this is actually what i was just about to talk about um i all i hear is homeless people or homeless kids this homeless kids that they're they're druggies they're um violent and scary which i don't know how a bunch of kids are scary but okay, like I was at the, it wasn't the, it was the community like open house coalition meeting where uh, everyone was talking and um, someone was like talking about how the camps need to be cleaned up. And I'm like, well, how are you going to clean up camps if we don't have funding to put people in homes? It's like, y you want all these things to be fixed, but you go to the head of the, of where it could be fixed from. And you put a dam there and then you're like why did the river dry up so the perception out here is actually really dark without people like us um we're the leaders out here um people out here are really depressed and lost for the most part um the perception without stuff like this 
I mean, it's it's pretty unspeakable to be honest. Um, our perception is that there is so much room for growth here uh, because there are so many things wrong. Um, and a lot of those things, it doesn't take much more than the community to fix. You know, they're all things that we can fix. And I, I think that it starts with hype. It starts with people wanting to be a part of this because the hive mentality is strong. You know, it's it's always been that way. From my point of view, I feel like, you know, it's like, it's heartbreaking in, in my eyes. I I see a lot of a lot of kids that have been through things that I can never really imagine being through it myself. And at the same time, it is relatable, but I don't want to put myself in that same like boat because I'm not, I did not go through certain things. And I would get into like what some of the kids were telling me, but it's just, it's just not, yeah, it's way more than, than people, than people expect and people um, could even imagine, like not even just me. So they, they see us as stupid kids as, I mean, you don't know how many times I say, oh, yeah, I'm almost 21 years old. And people are like, oh, like, I don't know what you're expecting. I have the most baby face of baby faces. Um, I went to another town hall and I was hearing about um, how scary homeless people were. And a lot of the people they were talking about were people I know, like they were just giving bare minimum. And I was like, oh, I know what camp that was. Um, and they're like, they came out with six inch blades. And I was like, you're scared of six inch blades. And I finally stood up and like, cause I had had enough of it. And I was like, you're constantly saying homeless people, homeless kids, home, like, like you're just putting emphasis on homeless so much that you're forgetting the word right after that is kids and people. Okay. So without getting too specific, without giving any names and just focusing on the situation, what does a typical homeless youth lifestyle look like? Man. Oh, yeah, that is pretty deep. Without dropping any names or anything, I could put it in a simple, as simp this is as simple as it gets, man. It's basically, like Gogo said, like survival. You know, um, the homeless youth, like, like from, from my perspective, we gather because we all have different stories and we're all different people and we're all diverse, we're all different. But at the same time, um, it is hard, man, it is hard. So the things that we do do, like, um, I don't know, man, go sniping for cigarettes. Yeah, man, like things like that. Um, uh, you know, but like, I, I would just put it like this, it's just, survival tactics you know we that is a very great question to be honest and uh that is the question that most of our community and the people uh look to us uh what does the life of a homeless person looks like what's the lifestyle that we're that we've been through um as i mentioned before just like he said it's all about survival and one of the things that i want to mention and the main reason why some of our youth facing drugs and all this is because they do have a story. And if there's nobody out there trying to help them out, guess what they're going to face? 
that's what's going to happen. But the lifestyle for youth, nobody wants to live in this world just to live like that, to be honest. The program that the Covenant House and other nonprofit organizations have is to get a great, um, a great career, uh, try to attend school. We have some successful story out there because they fight hard. They do fight for their lives. So I want everyone to close their eyes and just think. You're a homeless kid. You're 18, 19, even younger sometimes, 14, 15, 16. And you have everything you own in your backpack. And I mean everything. It is your cigarette sniping bag because the only thing you can do to deal with the stress or even deal with the pain of hunger is smoking cigarettes. You have whatever other things. You probably have two pairs of clothes at most. You got the one pair of shoes that are on your on your feet, the one pair of socks that are on your feet. You haven't had a shower in months. And now you're going to walk up into a business and try to get a job. It's not going to work. And we know it's not going to work. And it's a struggle just to think about it. I mean, like, I am choking up just trying not to cry because our lifestyle is they're so diverse but they all have one core thing in in common and it's the struggle we all come together in really different ways to help build each other up i mean like you ever go into town square park and you see the the hoodlums just all up in a group just laughing and cutting up and you know probably breaking the law um um and 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 even even with the tweakers like they they have stories and they just they fell into a rut that is so hard to get out of and and i can't tell you how many times i've reached my hand down into that rut to try to pick them out and they'll just let go of your hand because they feel like they can't because all 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 the time we get told that we can't we can't we can't and the reason why TF is out here is to tell every homeless youth that's out there, you can and you should. So for me, I mean, off and on for three years, the biggest thing for me, the streets have always scared me straight. Yeah, tweakers are struggling as well. But the thing is, there's kids out here that are here because shit went wrong. And even those kids are stigmatized by the same stigmas the past I've probably had about 12 jobs in the past two years, maybe three years. And I would say a big part of it is because once you're homeless, you're always homeless. That's how you feel. That's how your manager makes you feel. That's how the owner makes you feel. I feel like I have no job security. And for me, that's the realist aspect of the crap that we go through. Man, it's it's crazier than people know, you know, um, like you could put it as survival, but at the same time, like, you know, somebody needs a car, somebody needs a lighter, somebody needs, like, anything. They're going to go get it somehow, some way with with somebody that they do know. They're going to make some. It's basically they're going to make something happen uh, from nothing. What are some changes you'd like to see in our town? How could things be improved? I think that if people, if someone could come up with a way to have a live a day in the life, and everyone who wanted to could experience homelessness where they get a, a book bag with the basic items. 
they lose their electronics and they're kept in a secure location because a lot of us don't have electronics. And when we do, we have to Wi-Fi hop. And Wi-Fi hopping is so hard. Like, like I'll be at the at the museum and I'll be like, oh, the closest Wi-Fi is like, if I want to go to Midtown, closest Wi-Fi is Walmart. Like, I got to be in Midtown to get... And that's like 40 minutes of no communication with anyone. And if plans change, I don't know. And now I'm just in Midtown. My last job was on... Uh, O'Malley, I worked at H2 Aces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the then the city was like, oh, well, the bus routes are no longer going to go to right in front of O'Malley. And I was like, okay, well, at least I have a longboard. Then winter came. Now I have to walk half a mile to get to my job. And when I ask for rides, I just get a look of pity. And like, that's what needs to happen. There needs to be more structure to allow people to step out of, of this rut that we're in and show that we're not just society's waste that have fallen to the to the side that we are some of the smartest compassionate strongest people you will ever meet so like honestly i'm kind of sick of talking about the budget because i'm trying to get rich to where i can like put millions of dollars every year into this and that starts i think it starts with music and social media and the internet because Stuff is hacked these days. You can make a lot of money. And then, of course, you branch off into business. You invest the money you make off of uh, music or hype or entertainment of any kind on the internet. And you flip it for more money. And then you come back to Alaska a couple years later. And uh, oh, maybe it's $2 million, Maybe it's 13 But it's either going to be 5 or 15 when I'm done with it. Because that's what I focus on, honestly. I'm, it's pretty dark out here. So I kind of just... Created my own missions, I guess. And that's what I'm out here doing. You know, just looking at Anchorage already, man, it, it is already beautiful in most parts of this town. You know, I, I don't want to just like go into like, like, like saying that you know there there are some ugly parts of this town because there there's a lot of ugly parts in in a lot of neighborhoods. Well, when I look at this city, and I just feel like. I, the biggest thing the the biggest thing I would want to do is just help the homeless youth that's 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 how I want to help so so one of the uh things that I really need to see some changes to is our community or the people perspective through our homelessness uh young adults um by name calling everything that they can call them um i would like to see that change um i want some people to stand up and help each other i am from a um from an island and in an island everybody love each other um uh, when i came up here i heard stories about people um love each other and way back and um, that's not happening right now and it's sad to see that. So I need I need to see some changes in that. Not to put anybody down, but let's try to support. Let's try to give them hope and uh, help each other to achieve their goals. Do you have any examples of things that are going well for the homeless youth? Is there anything that individuals or, or organizations are doing that is working? We're working. 
I just I want to toot our own horn for a little bit because we've barely gotten any recognition. Um, this is the first time that we've been out in the public, really, uh, and I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, but um, it's just the fact that we were given this chance at all is is what's working. That's all you need to do. You just need to go out and and you know make connections and realize that when we put our minds to something we get it done it's not just like um you know a lot of people will have the stigmatisms of we're lazy uh irresponsible immature you know all the normal stigmatisms that come with not only being young but also with you know obviously we're irresponsible with money because we don't have any like you can you can make some money um sweetie <laughs> and uh something that's it's just the few programs that are opening their doors and saying we're gonna give um youth a chance to run the show to say this is what um we think should happen um i'm i'm a board member of uh choosing our roots uh a queer uh housing program here in anchorage and uh they I'm also a participant in the program and they look to us, the, the participants and ask, what do you think should happen? And I think that if more places around town could start doing that, that would make everything a little bit better. Yeah, I think that uh, Youth Task Force, Homeless Youth Task Force is actually working for sure on a, on a small level and I want to help that be on a bigger level, yeah. Um, also, I think what me and Mark are doing out on the streets is is actually really giving people a lot of hope. Um, we have decided to start an official music group called YTF. And uh, it's basically just Anchorage talent coming together and uh, coming together. And that's it. And uh, we give kids with talent and passion a chance to, uh, to be with us and, and create with us because they know that we're on some crap. And so... You know they want to be a part of it that's that's how hype works you know you, you you thrive in life everyone wants to follow you and do the same thing you do i say okay let's start a music group anybody that's making dank music down here let's group together ytf youth task force war against homelessness boom uh you could say i have been lazy uh, how i look at it is i've been taking the stand but it, it's it's just because in, in my in my opinion you know it's just this is how i look at it if you can do something that you love and get paid for it then why not do it you know I, what i love doing right now is encouraging the youth and of i i mean right now i'm not getting paid for it but you know it, it's it's but being a part of the homeless youth task force i i attending these meetings and um you know just being a part of the community that that's what i feel like is um it's just a big job for me so i just want to say that uh, i'm also a board member of the uh shiloh community housing shiloh community housing does help uh young adults age uh, 18 to 24. the program was actually founded in 2004 and is still going this program offer, and I'm, the reason why I'm bringing this up because it's one of the reason why I was able to get a job and get a better career uh, right now. 
the uh, program actually offer uh, uh, skills, living uh, skills that you need to be independent. Know how to pay your rent, know how to manage your finance, your budgets, um, learn how to cook, learn everything like that. So, and then they will help you out with scholarships and things like that. They do have a lab for that as well. So I'm grateful that that program works for me, actually. And that's the reason why I got a great career, because there's people actually pushing for you to make sure that you go to work and make sure that you can pay not a rent, but they do have a program fee. It is not a requirement for you to pay, but it is something that they try to give to you um, to have the skills of your rent is due this time, you know, your rent is so that's very important that there's somebody knocking on your door and say, hey, your rent is due. It's just like regular apartments when you're going, when you move on your own and live independence. Why is the task force important to youth in Anchorage? Well, I want to make a point to say that while we are affiliated with Covenant House, we are not uh, held to the same, um, what's the word? Doctrine? Like, like they can't do certain things because Catholic social services. We're not held to that. Like, we can come, if you, if you need um, labor and, you know, people to speak, we are game. Um, and uh, also, uh, it's important because we're giving the people who are afraid to speak out a conduit. They can come to us and say, hey, Amy, this is what I've been struggling with. Do you think you could share it at the, at this place? Do you think you could use it in like when you're doing whatever you're doing for Youth Task Force? And I'm definitely like, yeah, sure. It's important for people who are stigmatized and beaten down and shoved under the rug to have people who will bust up through that rug and be like, hey, we're still valid, we still matter, and we're going to do something about it. We're shouting from the rooftops so people can change their hearts. I think uh, I think kids need something to look forward to. I think that's I think that's why it's important. Um, for one, we try to talk about grants and money coming in and how we're going to spend that money with as much yeah as much as much as we can uh, do that. In my opinion, it's important for the youth. Because I feel like we do make a difference, just our voices in general. Like, um, not just my story, all of our stories matter. And I feel like no one should be left out. So, the important of a task force in Anchorage is your voice. Your voice. You experience homelessness and you like to help someone that's gonna go through it, your voice is very important because we need to hear. Just like he mentioned, each of every one of us sitting in this table, we do have a story and we do experience homelessness in, in a different way. Now, um, from that experience that we've been through, our voice is very important to help others. We're not just only looking for funding to help people but, you know, but that's, you know, everything nowadays is all about funding. 
oftentimes we share our stories in in our meetings and you know somebody sitting in there that going through the same thing that will help them out so is there anything else you would like to add if there's one uh thing that i would like to add to the end of this is if you're interested in um joining the youth task force message us on facebook message us on instagram find a way to get in contact with us um because we will if you have experienced homelessness and you have a voice and you are ready to share it we're ready to have you and we're ready to just blast it on full volume we're going to turn it up to 11 yeah honestly uh i just want to i want to say thanks to everybody that's been helping me do what i need to do this year um the youth task force is just a a piece of that i want to give a shout out to cody and i want to give a shout out to cornelius because they as the fams they really they're no they're very important the work that they do here at me is extremely important in making a difference in our community um also if you think that you can play a part in this i mean this is community driven uh it's for everybody anybody that feels passionate about this should be a part of it i want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk um for giving me the opportunity just to be in the group i just joined the group and i already feel like we are very powerful so uh, i want to say to anyone out there that's listening um we do have a lot of things to do and a lot of things to change much love and thank you for listening in I want to give a shout out to all of the nonprofit organization out there that is helping the homeless uh, young adults, also the adults and everyone that is homeless. I, we, on behalf of the task force, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for everything that you uh, do for us. Um, everybody that's helping a homeless person out there, uh, not just only nonprofit organizations, but people that have hearts to help out the community and to help out the homeless uh, young adults and giving hopes to the people and the young adults. We just want to say thank you. There's nothing else that we can say more than a thank you. Thank you, Cody and Nelson. Thank you for this great opportunity that we're able to sit here together with you guys and talk with you guys and share our experience. And just like we mentioned, a part of a task force is our voice to um help out our community and help out the people that experience homelessness. Thank you so much. That was at me producer Cornelius Nelson talking with the Homeless Youth Task Force. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining us in the Zoom room. We hope you enjoyed yourself and we hope to see you next time. Refreshments and parting gifts are by the door. This podcast was made possible in part by a grant from the Alaska State Council on the Arts. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Anchorage and help keep our podcast going, you can donate to our organization by going to alaskateenmedia.org and click donate. This podcast was recorded at the Alaska Teen Media Institute studios. If you want to learn more about what we do, or if you're a teen who wants to get involved, please visit our website at alaskateenmedia.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Devin Schreckengast, zooming out.